Hey guys, welcome back to the Musician Sock Music Podcast. We're your hosts, Hayden Aaron and Liam Fitzgerald. And today we're talking about a new world record by Electric Light Orchestra. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Like we said in the intro, today we're talking about a new world record by Electric Light Orchestra. This is the sixth studio album by the 70s English rock band, more formally known as ELO, I guess. Not formally, but, you know, Pulp, I guess. I would say kind of informally, yeah. Informally, you know? Um, And, uh, I mean, it has... This this album was so critically well-received... Um, I mean, it even made it in the top five in multiple countries, including the U.S. Rightfully um, so, it's great. Surprisingly, not the not the U.K., but you know, whatever. Uh, but anyways, this is such a great album, and uh, I mean, yeah. I'm. What, what do you have anything to say about it before we get into the tracks? I mean, I don't have that much to say about it overall. I really, really like it. I haven't listened to a whole lot of ELO. I really, I only got exposed to them a little while ago because of Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. But I started listening to their stuff. I got out of the blue on vinyl. I loved it. And then I picked up this one on vinyl and I hadn't had time to listen to it until we were prepping for this episode, which was crazy because I loved so many of the songs. And, you know, it's a super duper unique sound, a great album. My one problem is though, is we're introducing a new rating system today. And instead of rating all the songs, we're going to rank them. And I am having a very hard time ranking these songs because like, like my, my ninth pick is still a great song. It's just really frustrating. And like, also it's the same for me too, though, because like, you know, for me, I love yellow and I've always loved yellow. And, you know, I mean, when it came out on uh, the song that y'all may know, if you don't know, of ELO is Mr. Blue Sky. Um, that's on the next album after this. But nevertheless, uh, I love every song on this album. If I could, I would give every song around a 9 to a 10 rating. So this Me time too. we're introducing a different rating system. And the way that this works is essentially just like a ranking of the songs. You know, first place, there's nine songs on this album, so it'll be one First place gets number one. Last place gets ninth. So, so that's the rating system we're introducing in this episode. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. So, um, what do you say? Want to get into it? Yeah, let's start with tightrope. Let's start um, with tightrope. I really like tightrope. I think it's an awesome start to the album. It comes in just like loud and proud. The intro's cool, kind of chaotic, <laughs> but like. I really, really love the string synth bass melody. I love like the the choir of basses, and then like the strings where it's going and like do and then it kind of comes yeah. in with the guitar. Like that part, I think is probably one of my favorite parts. It's the a great, tone is great, awesome mix. The lyrics are really cool. You know, overall, it's I mean, a great yeah. song. Awesome. Group. Yeah, the song, the song kicks off. I mean, the album. It's the kickoff of the album. It's just such a dark, mysterious like cool introduction mm-hmm. and i mean that little mm-hmm. bass melody mm-hmm. which is going to be so delayed if i just i just sang that people are going <laughs> to love it um but uh but yeah i mean i just oh my gosh i love this introduction and you're right the strings uh it's kind of like a it's kind of like a chromatic but i think it adds to it it's really really jarring but it really kind of it keeps you on your toes you know yeah exactly um i mean 
I mean, I don't know. First time, first time, I just kind of felt like I was going to like this like portal almost. Um, but I mean, I mean, I just I love the minor to major feel. I think it goes from C minor to C major. I don't know. kind of cool. Um, I was so gonna say, talk about the whole the talk about the whole portal thing though. It's interesting that you say that because of how much of like an outer space theme that this album has. So yeah. like, actually, that's what Jeff Lynn. Jeff Lynn and is that his name? Yeah, Jeff right? Lynn. Yes. The main... I was gonna say I couldn't remember if his name was Jeff. <laughs> that's probably what Jeff Lynn was going for. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing about ELO is that they eventually kind of go into a more space oriented sound. It's just very kind of space rock oriented. And this is the first album that has that iconic, you know, spaceship logo of the ELO. You um, guys have all seen and, it giant orange circle with green and blue. Yeah, basically. Albums, and it says, like... says ELO. Um, yeah, all I the albums have to this at least. For. Probably stands yeah, right. for something like eggs, lettuce, and oranges. It's a grocery list. You're right. That's that's exactly. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's just you're right about the guitar work. It's just it's so so cool. And um, you know, there's a uh, the chorus to me, to me. It, so I know a lot about this song because I've jammed on it a lot, and so it goes from this chord progression from for all those theory i guess gurus out there who know chords uh, goes from one major one i should say to major three to major four to minor four and the way that the way that he does this is just so so powerful i don't know what it is but it just feels epic it just feels awesome and for all you non-music theory gurus out there normally what a normal song will do is it'll start on this chord called the one chord that's basically your home base and then it'll move to the four chord which is just kind of like stepping over it's kind of a step right and then it steps over to the five chord which is just like you know it's like if a song stopped halfway through it feeling complete that's because nine out of ten times around the five chord five chord wants to bring back to the one so the fact that it's jumping between you know the three chord and the minor four chord it's super duper you know it's not a traditional chord progression especially no with the true... mixing of major and minor there's no true dominant feel for all those theory gurus. Sorry, we can't be getting we can't be getting on this, but <laughs> but I mean I mean yeah I mean I think know, we can talk a little is, bit of theory as long as we talk a little bit of non-theory, you know. That's totally fine, but I don't know. I mean that that's just why I I really like this, but and it also has a very chromatic climb and descent feel because of that major three to major four, but nevertheless, I mean this song is just phenomenal and it's a great way to start it off. Um, and then after the chorus, it does another verse and another chorus. And then it goes back. Well, then it goes to the bridge, which does the little, um, I'm going to call it a motif, but I feel like I'm not going to know what I mean. But <laughs> um, when the bridge goes back to that, bum, 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 bum. I would say it's definitely a motif. Yeah. I don't know. My terminology is terrible. So <laughs> it happens. But I just, I, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's just. I just love I just love that little motif in C minor. It's so great. And then it goes back. Um, and uh, I don't know if you caught it, but uh, in Tightrope on the final verse, there uh, the string section is doing triplets only on the last verse. And it's just and just yeah, so I love that part. It it makes it feel like a cool like 12-8 feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, which it could be in 12-8. I might just be yeah, I mean it probably but... is. Yeah. 
but it's just right. ah, i don't know it just the way that it just grows and ah, oh, it just makes me feel so good and then of course the conclusion at the end with the motif at the end it's kind of yeah. like a it's very very classical <laughs> no it's dope great way to start the song what would you rank it what would i rank it five out of nine five out of that's, nine really mine's higher yeah. Mine's three out of nine that's three out of nine three out yeah. of nine see Yep, five out of nine. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I love this song with, uh, like I said in the beginning, I would give every one of these songs a nine or a ten. I lied. I lied. It's not three out of nine. It's four out of nine. Four out of nine. Ah, you sly dog. But uh, only because, like, okay, here's the thing. It's like that and another song, which I'm not going to spoil yet, are tied at the top. Yeah. So that's... it's like, it might as well be number three. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, you know, that that's the thing about this album is it's just all so great, especially because this is such a great introduction to everything. I don't know. I mean, uh, I love it so much. I love this song. I love every song on this album. But let's great talk album. about let's talk about uh, I'm you know, what? I'm not even going to say it, but let's talk about Telephone Line. Everyone probably knows Telephone Line. Telephone Line was one of their big hits from this album, that and Living Thing um telephone line i remember my friend ben i was i was driving with him a while ago and he put it on and like i'd recognized but i didn't really know what it was so i asked him what it was and he told me it was telephone line and he he was saying that this song sounds like you've died and you're going to heaven and i think that's a really really great way of describing it yeah it's really really cool i like the vocal filter in the beginning makes it sound like he's on the phone obviously yeah but the part that i really like about it yeah. The part that I really like about it, though, is how very naturally it disappears and how you don't even really notice it unless you're looking for it. Exactly. Yeah. When it goes right into like the actual first verse where the band comes in with the strings and the drums and, uh, you know, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, strings, the harmonies, also with the drums, like you were just saying. I think on this song specifically, the drums sound so good, so clean. They're super present in the mix. Absolutely. Um, I also, I mean, let's talk about, let's talk about hooks. Let's talk about this album and hooks. This song has one of the best hooks on the whole album. You know what I mean? I'm not, like, I'm not in an agreement. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> See, like, um, like, I don't know, like this song, just like, do what, do, 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 do what, do what, do And then the harmonies built on top of that. And there's different voices and that like you hear. And like the counter melody and the strings during that part too, during the chorus. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a lot of layers to this song that make it really Yeah, there are. Also, I I also think that this album is probably one of the best albums for them string arrangement wise. Just, you know, they don't get in the way. They're kind of perfectly there. Um, Not that they kind of got in the way in the earlier albums because they kind of were the focus. But at the same time, I really like that this is definitely a more pop oriented sound for them. Um, And I mean, you know, the oh, oh, telephone hit that note 10 out of 10 liam look at you go <laughs> um but uh i don't know i mean i mean what what is there to say it's beautiful it's gorgeous and the little arpe- the uh, arpeggiated strings if you want to get into elo that song specifically is a great place to start it is if you didn't get into it through mr blue sky telephone line is the next choice at least for me yeah and that's why telephone line is tied with tightrope in my in my rankings technically telephone line is number three because i like it a little bit better than tightrope 
See, I hate tight rope, to not tight rope. I hate to give it away, but tell you know, people always like whenever you see like a ranked list, people always scroll through to see what number one is. Is this your number tell, one? Telephone line is my number one on this album. It is just I such mean, a it makes great... sense. It's a great song. Mm-hmm. You know, the first like, two if songs I, if we were album, doing a great start. It is. And like if we were doing like a rating, this would get a 10. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would. Yeah. Uh I mean it's just I'm I it's also it's also about the production and whatnot and everything that Jeff Lynn was doing. He was inspired by Phil Spector and the wall of sound. Um and you know, he's just he's great. He's so good. But um, but yeah, so I mean that that's that's all we can say if you want about telephone line. I love the song. There's a lot of different things that I could talk about, but I mean Yeah. Well, let's talk about Rock Aria. What did you think? Sure, let's talk. Sure, let's talk about Rock Aria. I mean, the thing about Rock Aria is that on every ELO song, there is a or every every ELO album, generally speaking, there's a blues-oriented song on it. This is that song, but this one is different. Um, this why one, is it different, Liam? Tell me why it's why, different. Why is it different? Well, because of the name Rock Aria. It has with an very, exclamation point. With an exclamation point. That's ah, why it's different. No. We done it. We cracked the case. Episode we over. Cracked the case. See you Thank guys, you guys next for week. listening. <laughs> um, Rock Aria features a female vocalist on it. Um, and if I can find her name. Yeah, she uh, sounds really, really great on it. Mary Thomas. That's her name. She's phenomenal. And I, I don't know. I just think I think it adds a completely other layer to this song. And, you know, you know, a lot of people don't really love the blues, um, especially these days. But I mean, it's just great blues based rock and roll. And it's what it's what Jeff Lynn is based on. And I just think that he kills any type of blues based rock and roll that he does. And this is no exception. Um, and I mean, it talks about different composers. And it's I, the way I kind of see this is like some girl who's trying to become like an opera singer, but is like in love with all these composers and whatnot. That's the way I see it, at least. But um but yeah and you know the bridges are cool where it's like um she's sweet on wagner i think she died for beethoven you know like how he says beethoven know. and not beethoven yeah. it's funny beethoven. It's little, funny little things like that funny little honestly things. it's the brits the thing i like most about this song it's not anything about it musically it's just kind of thematically that it's cool because yeah. it's talking about if someone is a great opera singer but like she can't really compare to rock and roll yeah. and and honestly, I kind of kind of relate to that a little bit. You know, here at Crane, it's it's really hard to think that there's music that exists other than classical music yeah, because right. so much of our program is just classical oriented. Yeah. And I was listening to the song and I'm like, man, this song is like hitting all the right notes for me. Like it's it's very hard to to feel like there's music that exists other than classical, especially when we're thrown into this environment. And um, that's also one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast, because it'll give me an excuse to listen to more non-classical music. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. I mean, you know, I'm, I personally, I came from a place that was completely rock and roll oriented. So it's kind me of too. the opposite. Um, but I came here and, uh, you know, it's, it's like a classical world. And you have to kind of get oriented with these, uh, these composers. And, you know, you just got to kind of be hip with it. But um you know 
that I think that's a struggle. But I mean, this song is it, I when you describe it like that, yeah, you know, I could definitely say I connect with this song on many levels. Also, can we just say it's killer? It's awesome. Oh yeah, this song incredibly hits. incredibly high energy. Um, it's great. I don't, yeah. Uh, there's one thing. There's one thing I always felt about this song, and I know I kind of I'm kind of giving myself a rep for this. I don't like how it ends. <laughs> but oh um, liam oh liam always not liking the ending but it's okay <laughs> he could have found a. I mean jeff lynn's jeff lynn he could have found a better ending for this but it is what it is so uh i don't know um what I, I totally forgot her name again uh mary thomas does a phenomenal job singing and you know the band is i love great. the part in the beginning where she comes in and then messes up but they choose to keep the take yep I just think I don't know if that I don't know if that was even like on purpose or what, but I love no, it that anyways. was by accident. She came in really and then she like started way too early and she was like, oops, but they're like, you know, that's funny. Let's keep it. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I I don't know. I don't, didn't know that they meant to keep that or not. I thought so. That's that's awesome. Or like that was on purpose, but very cool. Anyways, yeah. as great as Rock Aria is, it's on the bottom half of my rating list. Yeah, me too. And Which sucks low. because so many songs on this album are so good. I know. They don't deserve to be at the bottom. But it's only at the bottom of this album and not of everything else. So you got to think about yes. it like that. What did you rank so, it? Eight out of nine. I ranked it seven out of nine. See, pretty close. Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, But yeah, okay. Now the more space-oriented song, Mission. and uh, Mission is really cool. Mission with the subtitle, A New World Record, the title track. Mission Mission is interesting. Because, like, it's, it's a lot of... It's a lot of push and pull, I feel, with, like, musically... It's a lot of push and pull. It's, it's, it's strange. I like the writing. You know, I like that it's about aliens who are checking out Earth. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know. It's weird. It's really, really eclectic. It's. I'm not a. I'm not a huge fan of the song. I liked it. I liked it a lot. But it just was, it was strange. I have really, really mixed feelings about it. And my ranking is a little bit weird given my mixed feelings, but I do stand by what I ranked it. Okay. Well, let me, let me start with this is, um, uh, you know, you are totally right in thinking that, at least in my opinion, because when I first listened to this song a couple of years ago, I was weirded out. I didn't like it at all. I thought this is the weirdest song on the album, and I don't even know why it's here because it, it has a lot of weird sections. You know, it's like I said, very eclectic. Very, yeah, it's it's just it's um it, you know it has like the little the bum 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 very kind of pulsating piano with um with the very soft voice and um when it goes mission of the sacred part and then it becomes kind of big and uh big and orchestral a little bit with the strings during the chorus and then the clavier comes in with um with the bass and whatnot and it just is very kind of funky and groovy and it doesn't really make sense what happened it's cool though it's very very cool at the time yeah that's the thing but like at the time i was like this is weird i don't even like this 
But now I would consider this uh, one of my favorite songs on that ELO's ever written. But <laughs> you know, it's it's got a little bit lower rating, of course. But um, but also the final chorus when the band comes in and the um, you know, the strings are doing the um, and the watching all the days roll by. Um, I don't know. To me, it kind of feels like kind of feels like the listeners being like lifted into this spaceship yeah you know what i mean and then uh on the vocoder which i'm pretty sure is actually the first time elo uses the vocoder it'll be you know, for those who know elo it becomes a very prominent instrument in their um in their lineup but um you know when they say who are you and who am i on the last one it almost sounds like a like an alien like a foreigner of some sort and um you know it's it's just a very cool song now that I listened to it so many times after. It's just such a cool concept. But yeah, I, mean, I love it's, this song. It's odd. Elaborate. It's odd. No, it's just like like we were saying, it's really, really eclectic. The writing is good, mm-hmm. but like it grew on me. And I ranked it a six. I ranked it a seven. You know, and I'm only ranking it above Rock Aria because at first I didn't love it. And the more I listened to it, the more I liked it. Yeah. I kind of still like Rockaria better, but at the same time, I think the kind of the growing on me factor really kind of pushed it up. And it's the concept as well. You know, Rockaria doesn't have that, you know, doesn't really have that much to it as opposed to Mission. Mission has so much going for it. Yeah. But... Weird song, but good song. It's I'm the very last... mixed notions about the song. It's the last, in my opinion, it's one of the last progressive opportunities that they took because they were very progressive rock and they turned very, very pop, very, very fast. And I think this is one of Space, the last funky alien. Rock. And that that's what they that's what this was like their last attempt. But and then they turned into very pop, but it doesn't matter because it was still really great. So, yeah. So side two, side two of the album. Um, it's funny. It's a short album. It is it's a, a short really album. short album. For those who, for those of you who aren't hip to, um, I keep using that term. I hate that. I hate that I'm saying that now. Um, for those of you who know record terms, side two is just one side of the album. But you know, whatever. Wouldn't it be two side of the album? It would be side two. But yeah. now we're on side two. But there's two yeah, sides. Yeah. Well, you, well, no, you said it. You said that side two is one side. Side two is two side. Now nah, you you got a point. <laughs> <laughs> So kicking off the second side of the album is so fine. So fine is so catchy. Mm-hmm. You're right. Ah, wow. this song. Indeed. It's this a good song. song. I, I, it's, I love this song. I think this song is great. I don't like the middle of this song. I think it's I really I don't weird. like the middle of it. And I, I was love talking, the middle of it. I was talking to one of my friends and he was like, yeah, but like, that's what makes it cool. Is that the middle is cool and jarring, but honestly, that's when it loses me. You really? know, if that middle part wasn't in there, this would be awesome. It's so catchy. It's been stuck in my head all day. But it's not that I don't like the song. It's still a great song. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I'm just not into that middle part. That's okay. I mean, it's different too. Um, see, for me, um, for me, this is one of the best bass grooves on the whole album 
Uh, the boom, ba doom, 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 da 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 It's just, oh my God, it's infection. I, I also, you know, really love great bass parts. And I mean, it's just, it's so great. The thing about So Fine is that um, I never really liked the song. And like the first couple of times I listened to it when I was younger, I could not tell you what the song sounded like. This one also had to grow on me because it's a great song, but you know, there the weird section is kind of, is kind of weird but at the same time you know it's really kind of neat with the little keyboard and the um they're kind of like it's kind of like a lot of hand percussion um yeah. and it's, it's it's cool the song is cool to me it's very cool and uh you know the within the keyboard uh it's so i don't know it's so great to me personally but i know i know you don't really love that section <sighs> Yeah, it's like I like the beginning, I like the end, but the middle just kind of it just kind of loses me. Yeah. See, for me, um I always thought the back half was the stronger half of the album. Um and uh you know, I've always kind of thought that this was more or less just a hype song for the back of the album. It's like, "Yo, let's get let's get ready because the next songs are killer." And to me, as my as highly as I just praise this, it is the lowest on the list for me. Yo, me too. Is it really? We agreed on yeah. something. This, this is a moment to be kept in history. <laughs> Look at that. We finally agree on something that isn't we just, holy it. shit, we love this song. Yeah. <laughs> we agree yeah, on no, a controversial it's... opinion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's that's a problem. Is like this song, I believe this song was the leading single um and uh i don't know i don't know i just this song's not bad it just doesn't catch me like the other songs you know what i mean yeah it's like there's a song is good but there's better songs on it yes on oh wait album. i got it wrong this is this was never ever a single i'm just awful silly god damn it liam what can i say let's um, talk about living thing all right let's talk about living thing i thing is really like three. living thing Living Thing is not in my top three, but I still really, really like it. I, you know, all right. So before we talk about Living Thing, we have to mention how it kind of, how So Fine, this is such a great transition from So Fine. It goes boom, and then right there, it goes right into Living Thing with this awesome violin solo. Oh, yeah. I was just going to talk about that transition. It's super cool. And then after the violin solo, it just kind of comes right in. And it's yeah. awesome. The song is awesome. Speaking of hooks, as we were mentioning earlier, this song is a song that is no exception. Talking about hooks, this is such a great hook. Especially the chords used and whatnot. It's only a couple chords, um, but it's just it's just catchy. Oh, my gosh. And then, like, when this it goes into the infectious. chorus... And the, the, the harmonies and whatnot, and like going into the chorus and whatnot, higher and higher, baby. And then, do, and then um, do, 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 do. yeah. And it's just, it's just so, so infectious. I mean, I mean, how else, how else do you describe this song? And the, 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 uh, the hook, it's a living thing. It's just, <laughs> I'm like, what a, what it's a, important. it's great. What a great hook. And it's just, I mean, that gets in your head. And I don't know. I mean, after listening to this a couple times, getting ready for the podcast, I mean, it just made me fall in love with this album again and just be like, man, this album is so good, you know? Um, oh, yeah. 
and I don't know. I don't know. I always thought that this uh, this sound is just just perfect. But Living Thing is also just a perfect song in that respect. There's a couple songs on this album, Telephone Line included, that are just like, oh, there's no a duh. Of course, they're great songs. They're so catchy. And, you know, I don't know. The string string arrangements, again, are also like absolutely perfect on this album. You know, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I agree with literally everything you just said. Other than that, though, I think the song builds super duper well. I think it's got a great atmosphere to it, and especially when the strings come back at the end. It's it's awesome. The mm-hmm. song is really, really great. And it um, oh, I'm so conflicted because the song is also it's not at the lower end of my list. It's 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 in the middle for me. Really? It's pretty much directly in the middle. Yeah, because I like things that just goes to show how much I love the higher end of my list. That's because fair enough. I love Living Thing. I love this song. But it's it's coming in at number five. Really? Yeah. I had the hardest time figuring out where to put Living Thing because I love it so much. I love it so much, and I feel like I can never get enough of this song. It's one of the few songs on this album that you could just play over and over and over again. And you don't get sick of it, like hardly ever. Um, but uh, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's cheesy as all get out. Don't get me wrong, but I love it. I love that they embrace the cheese. Oh, yeah. Dutch cheese. so good. <laughs> Dutch cheese. So, you know, uh, this song, I had such a hard time. Three, third place. I thought you were gonna count down from three. I thought you're gonna oh. give us like a little <laughs> you know, three, two, yeah. one. This is what we got. No. Yeah. <laughs> I just you're like, I three. Love... And I was waiting for the two ones, the way you oh. said it. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I just uh no number three. Number I don't three. know what else to say about the song. It <laughs> Burger King Footless. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm putting down. Yeah. So, Would um, you like to start us off on Above the Clouds? Because I know how much you love Above the Clouds. I couldn't. I could never get enough of this song. First time I heard it, I thought it was beautiful. Uh, I just, it's like two minutes and it's just, oh, it's so good. Um, and it's so much a transition song. And I feel like so many people would call this song filler. But I don't know. It's just beautiful the way that the chords move. And I'm not usually the type of guy that's like, oh, the chords are beautiful or, or the voices, they move so well. Not to make fun of people who do that, but it's just not me. It's not what I'm all about. This song makes me think like that because the voices work so well and it's just beautifully well orchestrated. And um, I don't know, every time I listen to this song, like there was a point in my life where this was the only song I listened to for like a straight week. And I mean, oh, Hayden, yeah. you know, Hayden, you know how much, you know how much I listen to music. So I you definitely song. do listen to music at least once a day. <laughs> at least maybe once. even once a week. You definitely have yeah. listened to music before. Well, don't get me started. I don't listen to music, <laughs> but um, ever. I've never even heard a sound. No, no. I'm what's, deaf. What's tone? <laughs> Can you make a pitch? Ah, uh, uh, what's that? No. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, anyways, this song we're is too much. so we're too much. We we really are. This song <laughs> is just so perfect. I don't know what else to say about it. It mixes classical and rock so well. 
Give it your best shot. Go ahead. Talk about it. It's fine. Wow. No. It's fine. Oh. No, okay. Okay. It's a good song. I like this song. Okay. But compared to the rest of the album, it's fine. The instrumentation was cool. I think I heard a theremin. Correct me if I'm wrong. Theremins are cool. The vocal melody was cool. Kind of reminded me of like some jazzy stuff, which I like because I like jazzy stuff. You reminded me of the Beatles a lot, but Jeff Lynn is obviously, well, I'm not going to say obviously for those who don't listen to Jeff Lynn, but um, <laughs> he's super influenced by the Beatles. And this is very Beatles-esque. Yeah, and I guess maybe I just don't have an appreciation for it because of the little amount of Beatles I've listened to. That's fair. So that being said, this one's number eight for me. Oh, that hurts. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I just saw like, like the life just leave your face when I said I know. that. Oh, that hurt. That's okay because this one is on the complete, quite actually opposite spectrum as you. This song is my number two pick. Ooh, the number two. The number two. I love this song so much. I wouldn't. Oh, this song is has such a good place in my heart. I don't know why. I just love it. But anyways, you know, we don't have to talk about this one much longer. Yeah, I was just saying, I don't really do have much to say about Do you want to talk about Do Ya? Uh, do I? I love Do Ya. Do Ya? Who? Who? It's so good. Let's talk the about energy hooks. is so good. <laughs> yeah, the hooks. The guitar is ripping. The harmonies are good. The energy is good. You know, I love the chorus. The ending is great. Ugh, I love this song. I ya, oh my gosh. I've been singing Do Ya all day. Let's talk about let's talk about going into the chorus. Oh well, first off, let's just mention like how the song is like basically like three chords, right? Whatever. It's like three chords. Anyway, simple, but it works. That's the thing. It's like it's it's like you know, it's like such a great song. It's just and, and people talk about three chord songs and like they're boring, but like whatever, the song's freaking awesome. You know, um, but anyways, the part my favorite part is um, when the song starts building up to the chorus and it's like, I've never seen nothing like you. Found out. It's just, oh, my God, that oh, yeah. part, that part, That's just my gets part. Me hyped. that part gets me hyped every time. It's like, yo, we're going into the chorus and like, it's like, do you do you want my love? I'm like, oh, man. And I don't know what I, one of the times when I was listening to this, I got to play it on my speakers in here and it was just such a great feeling. Yeah. The song is great. I love this I, song. Also in you the want... second verse is a little bit of a counter melody, which is cool, but <laughs> you want to know something fun about the song, Liam? What's something fun about do ya? Do you want to tell me do what ya. something fun is? Oh yeah. It's my number one. It's your number one. My number one, I love Do Ya. This is one of the songs I wish I could give a 10. So good. This is my... Good. This is my number four. Number four? Number four. I mean, like... I know Telephone Line was up there. Well, the Clouds is up there. Did we talk about your number three? Number three was um, Living Thing. Okay. So... This was the one. Oh. I, this was the one I was having a hard time place. So I was like, I was like, okay, well, I gotta give above the clouds number two because I just love it. But like, living thing, living thing, and do ya to me, they're so equal as good as songs. And I yeah. was just like, I was like, where do I put it? 
So if I could, I would tie it for third. But we can't because we're not that cool. But yeah. Here we are, two music majors talking about music in a podcast. Oh, yeah. So original. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I love it. I don't know. I think. I think this album is strongest at its very beginning and its very end. I think you're right about that. You know, not that the begin, I mean, not that the middle isn't strong. The middle is still great, but it's going from like super duper fantastic to super fantastic, back to super duper fantastic. Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean that's the thing. It's like every song for me on this album is a nine to a ten. There, I mean, there is no. This album's bad a classic. Song. It is. It truly is a classic album. And it has classic hits on it, like Do Ya. And, you know, we've already given our ratings about Do Ya, and I think that the string work is phenomenal. I think that it's just, ah, uh, it's so great. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, Do Ya is a great song. It's so, so wonderful. But do you want to talk about the next song? Because I know how much uh, you love Shangri-La. Shangri-La is such Not a Not to be good... confused with the Call of Duty Black Ops 1 map that people hate. Sorry for all those epic gamers out ah, there. Of course, because I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep, but people who... I don't know. Sorry, that was just a really dumb <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, you say a lot of dumb things. Shangri-La! Shangri-La, I think, is such a good closer. I think that, like, just sonically, it's, it really reminds me of Telephone Line. And I yes. think that's a really, really good way of kind of tying the album together. Just kind of like the vibe, you know, just yeah. like the lyrics, the also, atmosphere. It's very, it's very telephone line. Also think about it like this, you know, you can think about it. It's like, it could almost be a carbon copy of the beginning. Cause think about how much of a bop tightrope is. Yeah. Think about how much of a bop Julia is. And think about how much of a mellow bop telephone line is. And think about how much of a mellow bop shangri-la is it's correct i don't want to call it a carbon copy because that's not the right term but but a a callback callback that's quite Um, the uh it's quite the uh astute observation there ah thank you i do try my best this song Uh, for the longest time was actually oh perfect um (laughs) the this song was my least favorite for the longest time. what i don't know why i could not get into it no this song is so good it's it's phenomenal. It, it's it, it's so good. I don't know why I didn't like it. I, I don't know either. Because like, I mean, <laughs> you know what it is? I think because like the back half was so like rocky, and this was just like very like. Like I could listen to this song kind of like laying on the beach, chilling yeah. out. End of the day. You're right. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. You know. Let's just let's just talk about the haunting it's just very haunting you know it's all like the beginning yeah. is very and oh, i don't know i don't even know i'm like choking up on my words because like, i love the song so much no i agree with what you're saying about it being haunting though because with the lyrics he's saying that like you know his ideal place in time it's completely come and gone mm-hmm. you know whether it be you know happiness prime whatever it's it's not here anymore but he's still going along for the ride he's still living with it exactly um i also uh want to mention the little because in one way or another he always quotes the beatles musically or um quite literally he quotes them on this song the line is my shangri-la has gone away fading like the beatles on hey jude classic 
and then he even screams Judah baby like in one of the last choruses um but yeah i mean i don't know shangri is such a great song but for me it's not so much the beginning it's the ending yeah this has How, one everything just kind of comes back the dynamics the opera comes back it's mm-hmm. great it's like in a lot of ways it's a good way to bookends the album almost it's almost bookending but not quite but just enough where it's just like oh my gosh what a great overwhelming feeling this is and yeah. you know how like, it, it oh it i wish goes. i could the song at 10 wish I, could I know 10. it feels it feels like it feels like the song's about to end and then you have these little like and you know then the strings come in and then a choir comes in and then the operatic singer comes in and then the drums come in and everything comes in you know what it reminds me a lot of it's like fine line when we were talking about fine line you know how yeah or just well i mean they're both good closers they both build they both tie everything kind of thematically together like Mm -hmm. sign of a good closer yeah exactly I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just such a great way to close out the album. I love this. I love this song so, so much. And I wish I could give it a 10. And I wish I could move it higher on the list. Sadly, this song gets a 6 out of 9 for me. Nice. Nice. This song is a 2. 2 out of 9. This song is not nearly as nice. but (laughs) Because here's the thing. I was... Figuring out whether to give Shangri-La or Duya the number one spot. Yeah. And I've realized I gave it to Duya because although Shangri-La is so atmospheric and it's so great, I just like, I just like the style of Duya a lot more. That's more in line with the music I listen to. So yes, yeah. I'm a little biased there. And you could call it stupid reasoning because it is kind of stupid reasoning. I'm going to call but... it stupid reasoning, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah, very uh, two two for two on the astute observations. Aha. Uh-huh. But <laughs> no, I, I like it. If if I was able to tie two songs for first, these would be tied for first. Do you and Shangri-La? That's, uh, That's why I yeah. said earlier that like it's fantastic in the beginning and fantastic at the end. Yep. This is another song that I would give a 10 if I could. I wish, yeah. I really wish I could give this song a 10, but it's like yeah, I was I really, talking I, I was talking to a few friends earlier today and I was saying that if I could take any four albums on the song and make it an EP, it would be Tightrope, Telephone Line, Duya, and Shankar La. It's a yeah, four I mean, best yeah, songs album, a, hands down. If you were to make a yeah, if you were to make a little EP, that would be a great killer little EP. Um the thing about the thing about this song particularly is the atmosphere as well. And it's just such a great, I don't know. It's so it's so magical. It's so spacious. It's so vibey and like <laughs> vibey. But yeah, no. Sadly, the song gets a six out of nine for me. That's okay. So real quick, let's run through everything. Your number nine spot is going bottom to top. We had yeah. so fine above the clouds. Rock aria exclamation point. Mission living thing. Tightrope. Then top three, we got telephone line. Shangri La and Duya. See, uh, it makes me think that you wrote those out um, and you were just reading right from a list. Ah, I did not. Three for three. Hey, so we got (laughs) So Fine at number nine. We got Rock Aria exclamation point at number eight. Number seven is Mission. Number six is, uh, we literally just talked about a (laughs) Shangri-La. 
Number five, I don't remember what I gave number five to. It was probably something like tightrope. It was tightrope. And then it was do ya. And then it was living thing. And then it was above the clouds. And then the best song on the album, Telephone Line. Understandable. It's a nice list. I think we both got very, very nice looking lists. I think we do too. And I'm, I'm, ah, I'm so glad we did this album because it made me yeah. fall in love with this album again. This is great. I'm going to start listening to more ELO. I think I, that if if anyone wants to start listening to ELO, this is a good place to start. Out of the Blue is also a good place to start, but this is shorter than Out of the Blue. This is only around, what, like 35? 35 minutes-ish. 36, uh, according to Spotify. Oh, and wow, it, that's, that's so short. Too long now. 35 uh, to 36? Damn. Never simply, mind. Don't listen to this. It's too long. Simply no, don't have that though, kind like, of time. If, if you want to get into ELO... This is such a great place to start. This is a great place to start. Or, I mean, if you really want to go the greatest hits route, I mean, there's what, three or four songs already from this album on the greatest yeah. hits. I mean, it's practically a greatest hits record. It might as well be. It's <laughs> there's there's certain records that exist where every single song is great. You know, Pearl mm-hmm. Jam had it with 10. I can't think of any other examples off the top of my head because I'm on the spot. <laughs> um, Rush. This is one of them. This is one of them. Um, it's just, ah, I don't know. If you guys haven't listened to ELO and if you guys are totally oblivious and haven't watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and don't know Mr. Blue Sky, please listen to the Electric Light Orchestra. They are so, so phenomenal. They have three, four consecutive albums that are just perfect. And, you know, this is this is one of them. This is right smack dab in the middle. So I cannot suggest this album enough to anyone so yes Uh, you will not real quick real quick um going back to the old rating system how would you rate it out of 10 out of 10 honestly i'd probably rate it like a nine and a half because there's some songs that i think are perfect and then there's some parts that don't really do it for me as much i'm gonna agree with you about a nine 9.5 out of 10 great it's great 9.5 out of 10 it's like actually like the perfect rating too like that's awesome so i mean yeah (laughs) this <laughs> sound just so great i love the sound so much i feel oh, like, i feel like i have on so getting good. choked on my words from this because i just love it and i can't i feel like it's i get overwhelmed choked on my how words. great it is i am i am i love it so oh well i'm a big fan of these guys and i always will be so it happens yeah yeah well so. that's the album have you guys yes. listened to it have you guys not listened to it if Please you listen to, to it, it what did you think? If you're watching this on YouTube, feel free to leave a comment. If you're listening to this, feel free to DM us on Instagram your thoughts at Musicians yes. Talk Music Podcast. Please we're available give us your on feedback. Spotify. We're available on Anchor. We're hoping to get our podcast up on Apple Music soon. Still working. Very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. But and that's we're okay because we're getting there. We are on we're YouTube. Please give us your feedback. We really, really would appreciate the feedback, you guys. We live for it. Please destroy us if you We're want. musicians. We we we, we feed do off of living. people giving us our opinions on our work. <laughs> yep, that's ex- ah, yep, music major. All right. But um, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you guys for listening. Peace out. <laughs>